0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 263 of the podcast with my absolutely splendid and delightful guest, Julie Cowan. If you are a fan of Paul F. Tompkins' fantastic podcast, Spontanea Nation, which is on the Earwolf Network, I have the great honor and privilege to uh, be a re- semi-regular guest on that show, uh, surrounded by brilliant improvisers, wonderful guests, and of course, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins himself. And Julie uh, and I have actually known each other for nigh on a decade, but I think maybe we've never actually done that particular show together, so we are making up for that by uh, finding. Finally, getting to do uh, a long-awaited podcast episode. Uh, I'm so excited about it. She's such a delight. I hope you enjoy it. I want to um, remind everybody that Stand Against Evil will be premiering very soon now, on November 1st on IFC. Please tell people, even if you don't have IFC, you can still see it on IFC.com, and you can tell people who have IFC that I want to continue to do this show. And that the best way to make that have is for people to watch it and enjoy it. Um, I feel like there's other stuff I want to tell you about, but I'm going to leave it at that and try to get my website updated. This is a me not updating you in my in my intro is, is going to serve, hopefully, as a strong uh, advisement to myself that I need to update my own website. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, I uh, will talk to you guys soon. Now entering Nerdist.com I had this weird impulse to make like a, a like an engine revving sound. Just then, I don't know where that came from. It's unheard of. For some reason, I was like, rum, rum, rum. like "We're gonna we're gonna do some kind of weird drag race." Like, first of all, this podcast is a race. Okay, I'll talk about this. No pressure. All right, no problem. Uh, and apparently, I also you know what the people across the street from me, the guy. Um, the guy there has a motorcycle and it is one of those motorcycles where it's, I'm sure it's like a beautiful, I feel like it's like a triumph. Like one of the, like it's cool. I should be cooler about how cool it is. But it because it's like a vintage motorcycle, it takes the warming up process. Even on, I mean, we live in Los Angeles. It's never cold. So there's just this long, when he's good, when he decides to take it out, there's a long like, old motorcycle's like bad neighbors. Yeah, yeah. That's a great I got that in a fortune cookie one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know why I would like mimic the one of my least favorite sounds in the world uh, right now. But well, apparently you're, ready. I'm you're warming warm, up. Warm, 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 I'm warming, I'm just warming up. Yeah. Should we do some warm-ups? We both yeah. do improv. Maybe I'll we stretch. should do you more. Rev like a Do you want to do like we could do like a zip zap zop. Zip, it's zap, it's gonna zap. get really boring, it's really boring. Oh, I'm sorry, I was oh. doing my oh,
1: warmups.
0: <laughs> Julie, you're a delight. Aww, and you are too. one of, I, th- I think I said this in my intro that I pre-recorded to this because uh, we got a quick turnaround but I um, but I was saying that I you were someone that I would see perform at the iO even before I moved here um, and you were very inspiring because you were so funny Aww, and uh, so nice. and so I, I you are one of the first like when I think about my time in Los Angeles and coming here you are one of the kind of first female improvisers frankly, that I saw because, you know, I just wasn't, you know, anywhere I went, there just isn't, there's so much more now. Yes. But, um, but it's fair to say that, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, um, there weren't a zillion women getting up on that main stage and performing all the time. Would you agree with that? I would
1: agree, but I would also say like, when I started, I feel like I got the first benefits of all those women, who were really the only women improvising right, right. like a Stephanie Weir or a like a Susan Messing or a Laura yeah. Kraft. Yeah, yeah. And they really paved the way for all of us to yeah. be able to come in there because you know, comedy can be really aggressive, so men tend to gravitate toward it and women had to put up with a lot of BS to like get guys to realize like we can play from our more feminine side as well, and that right. doesn't mean we're not funny. Right. And I'm not gonna rag on you for having a more feminine side.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's stuff I do feel like I've I've seen an evolution in a really nice way. And I think that the thing that is the conversation that's happening now, I think a lot, both with gender and race, is it's so hard as like a like a good guy. Like I'm a like a like a nice white guy, just a good guy who doesn't doesn't intend to create any kind of environment where anybody would feel uncomfortable, then feels like put upon or feels defensive about that, you know, about 15 years ago going like, well, I didn't want to, but I'm not the bad guy. Like I didn't, I didn't think I, it's not like I was like, I hope no Asian Americans come and, you know, get on board. So like, there's this sort of, there's this, it feels like there's this kind of like healing process. That's also happening simultaneously as things become more, um, Diversified, where you know people who feel like they are they were the quote unquote majority don't want to be seen as like having been preventative to other. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's and I, and I I really feel for them because I understand that too. You know, there's things that you don't think about because they're not happening to you, so you're just like everything seems great, right, guys? Am I right? You know. Right.
1: Well, and I think that the willingness to recognize your privilege and see how you can be more inclusive is absolutely the first step. So yeah. don't feel guilty, be proactive yeah. and feel good by doing good.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, did you, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Princeton, New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey. Exactly. I
0: gave a little salute Thank again. You. No reason for that. No, nor reason. was there a reason for motorcycles. <laughs> none of these things have any meaning whatsoever. Um, Princeton NJ, now, to me, I feel that that might be where Princeton is located. It is exactly school. where Princeton is located. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Big sigh of relief. Uh, it does, does your upbringing there h-
1: link in any way to the university? Is it kind of a university town in it that is way? definitely a university yeah. town. Like the population of the town halves or, le- or yeah. even more when school's out. Yeah. Um, and most of the people I went to school with had parents who worked at the university. My dad actually worked about 20 minutes away in Trenton. But he had spent time as a younger man in Princeton. And so after he and my mom got married, they decided to move there.
0: Okay. Uh, And what did your mom do?
1: Mom stuff? Uh, She did mom stuff. Initially, she's a writer. And so when I was a kid, she was working for the state, writing stuff for um, the Department of Youth and Family Services. Oh, wow. Okay. And then after my sister was born, she kind of stopped working Mm -hmm. and then even now just like recording for the blind and all call, kinds of like oh, amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's
1: two of you, you and your younger sister. Yeah. And where, where's your younger sister? She now is in Berkeley. Great. Yeah. I so it's Berkeley. nice to have her close. Yeah. And then just a few years ago, my parents also moved up North. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Th- the whole family moved clear across the country.
0: Yeah. What took them to Berkeley or to the Northern California?
1: Uh, your I think parents, that I my mom just didn't want to be so far away yeah. from family and my sister found this amazing. She'd always been talking about it. The senior community that's up there. Mm-hmm. That's like 10,000 people. It's like its own town. It's a t- yeah. And um, they love it. And I'm so relieved because my dad is like, I'm a New Jersey boy through and right, through. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. There's a real. Um, I, it's so funny identifying those and uh, doing the podcast. I've 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 learned so much about like you start to get a sense of not to say that every state or every city doesn't have a measure of pride in some way or another. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But like, but there are some, there are some areas where it feels more like, and, and certainly like New England or the East coast, anywhere near New York city, that sort of area, there's like that sort of thing. And, I always joke that, like, I don't feel that I felt that when I was in Tucson. I did not feel like, other than a hating Phoenix, I didn't feel like there was as strong of a, like, you know, we're Texans or, you know what I mean? There wasn't that strong of an identity in that way. Well, I think the
1: older the area of the country is, the more pride they have and the more history they have.
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: That certainly makes sense. So,
1: yeah, it's like yeah what'd you do today yeah we went to a revolutionary war battle battlefield and flew a kite because we're teenagers and we have nothing to do
0: yeah but it's right there so why not did you have uh did you have that do you have a feel of of being of a pride from being from princeton uh yes i don't know if it's deserved Uh
1: (laughs) but but like as we're talking i'm like yeah yeah it was the capital of the u.s for four days during the war So proud. Uh, Really, no, not justified. (laughs) Not justified for me to be proud. They can be proud, but it's like, why are you individually proud? Right. I give you all the credit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I thank want you, you to know it today. As a re- listen, you're the only representative of Princeton I see in this room. Exactly. So as far as I can tell, you were the president of the United thank States you. for four days. All that Einstein I stuff. stuff. Guess <laughs> who
1: brought him in? That's
0: right. Roped him right. <laughs> right on exactly. In. Um, and did you? Uh, what was your high school like? Was there? Is there? Was there a sense of dare I say townies versus
1: unis? I don't know
0: if that's a term.
1: Yeah, yeah I totally get what you're saying. A townie, I um, do know. Uni, that sounds like something maybe. I it. not not as much not that i felt yeah. like i definitely when i went to college and then lived in the second college town of my life i i definitely could sense there was more a division between the and where town was that? and the school uh in Evanston Illinois oh okay wait what's in Evanston sorry is that Northwestern, Northwestern? okay uh but there were i went to public school and there were a lot of private schools in the like area Like feeder as well.
0: schools that would go into Princeton, kind of, or toilet? Uh, no, just like East.
1: full-on private yeah. pay tuition kind yeah. of thing. But the public school was amazing. Oh. Like, even now, it's ranked really high. And I consider myself extremely fortunate to have no gotten kidding. the yeah. education I got. Yeah. And everybody around me was so smart. Like, yeah. I think after I left the school, they had to stop doing class ranking because kids with, like, an A- were in the bottom of their class. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive for a public school. That's really impressive. Yeah. I was... I, I feel so fortunate. Yeah. But then we didn't have other things that like I, when I went to the Midwest, it was like you had a pool at your school. Uh-huh. <laughs> Couldn't bend my mind around it.
0: And did you have? Was there a sort of sense, particularly in high school? Did you? Was there a flirtation with the universe? Like were you? Would would people be dating people who went to
1: Princeton? Was it still? Did it feel still like kind of otherworldly in that way? It did not feel otherworldly. Um, I don't think that I knew anybody who was dating somebody at princeton but my sister did when she was in high school yeah and you know you would definitely try and sneak into the eating club parties sure wait what's an eating club
0: party they don't have fraternities 100 or...
1: on board for it i love eating. Yeah, yeah yeah uh they all smell like beer don't get that okay. excited <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it, I mean, instead I mean, of fraternities I mean. or sororities they have eating clubs really yeah
0: it sounds completely different and not... It doesn't sound like it has. And I, by the way, have had no interest in Greek life. But um,
1: it doesn't sound the same at all. It doesn't sound the same at all. And I don't know if there was pledging. I don't think there yeah. was.
0: What did you... So you just... what? What? It, how else was your... like? Sp- how, how else was your membership defined? It's just who you ate with?
1: I guess we you pay. I think it this. depends like what... Like I... I imagine... I imagine mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it's like a club that you belong to that you have to pay to get to eat at that eating club. Mm-hmm. And probably there's house- some housing there mm-hmm. and party rooms and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, I don't know. Okay.
0: I gotta get to the bottom of this. This is the I- first I've ever heard of an eating club. And I couldn't have been more sure until I just found this out that Princeton would have a robust sorority and fraternity.
1: None of it. System. I'm shocked. Yeah it's it's well think of my mind being blown when I went to college and being like oh okay so this is a whole
0: deal uh-huh <laughs> yeah god I don't yeah I can't wrap my head around this I'm I'm almost upset surely this is gonna be a tough rest of the
1: podcast I, I I hope you can hang in uh, I will take you to a restaurant I will call it a club and we'll eat something. That does help. Yeah. Can I be honest yeah. with you? That does really help. <laughs>
0: um, and, so, and so in your uh, public high school, were, you said academia was a
1: strong suit. Was there also like a lot of sports? Was there theater, music? Uh, what was that music like? music programs were huge there. So talking about the um, integration between the town and the college, like our winter concert would be on the Princeton University campus in the chapel. Mm-hmm. I graduated from my eighth grade public school in a building on the campus makes sense um but our choir program was amazing to the point where our choir teacher taught the freshman chorus at Princeton I started college as a music major and my college choir I was like this is not half as good as my high school choir we were singing one of the same pieces and I would like go home and cry yeah it was so bad um (laughs) I feel you're
0: slipping downwards from your high school (laughs) choir that's sad you know
1: I'm I'm. You're suddenly f- now that I'm hearing myself, I'm very embarrassed about my strong choir opinions, but I felt them
0: strongly. Don't be embarrassed at all. Uh, don't be embarrassed at all. I think that's, I think that's not uncommon. And I think, um, but, but what I am interested in is like, so <clears throat> if it's a public school and it's more, if a public school is more about uh, just, you know, that's the area that you happen to live in. The question is, is, was it the choir, director like you said who also taught um freshmen, that cultivated this like amazing like that developed the gifts or was it do you know what i'm saying like if you go if you go to a, a college that has a great basketball team you go there like, and you're in the basketball team and you're great you're probably you probably went there because it has a great basketball team but if it's a public school you're not necessarily going to go from elsewhere because you're a great singer Right, right right so how did it end up being so special i think you just
1: had to audition to get in but I mean, our choir teacher, he was amazing. He yeah. still is. I'm acting like he's dead. Yeah. He's, he's older <laughs> now. But uh, he he was just amazingly talented. Yeah. Like we had two choir teachers that worked together and they were stunning. Um, a ton of, a ton, a good amount of the people in our music programs became famous musicians. Yeah. Apparently whiplash the drum movie huh? yeah. was based on the band leader at my high school really yes i haven't Whoa. seen the movie so i don't know if this is scandalous what i'm saying or what <laughs> but i'm just putting it's it out definitely there. very it's a very
0: tense movie I'd I mean, have it's to see a very it. tense movie. I I can't remember if I said this on the podcast before, because it's been a while since it came out. But my dad is a very very good drummer. Never taught oh. drums, but was you know put himself through college in being in like a rock band in in at the university, and awesome. um, still has a drum set and like plays all the time, and is also a teacher. was a was a coach and and was a public school teacher English in his case, um, so on its surface, it's like, oh, my God, like, school teacher, drums, Dad, this is a perfect movie for you. But the relationship and the behavior of the brilliant J.K. Simmons is so hard to watch that I had to tell my dad specifically not to see it. I was like, I think you're going to be so uncomfortable and unhappy through the entire thing. You're going to wish you didn't watch it.
1: oh well, I didn't mean to slander <laughs> anybody. <laughs> I have to watch the well, movie clearly like, before really I say is, that again. I mean, it's
0: just one of those, like... He demands the best. And then when you have a combination of, you know, somebody who uh, who conducts themselves that way as a teacher in that more kind of militant, like, I demand the best from you. You're my soldiers. And then you have somebody that has, you know, it, it really f- falls into that and becomes passionate about it. Um, it's just one of those, like, uh, I mean, it's a brilliant movie, but it is one of those sort of, like, Oh my god, this is this is hard. This is hard. This kid is working so hard and he wants the approval of this person who's kind of, you know, a taskmaster and Maybe it's good I wasn't in band. Then. <laughs> you might not have been, you might have been emotionally damaged yeah, by it. Yeah. Um but it's really good. Maybe now I feel bad that I told my dad not to see it. Maybe he would like, I just think I my instinct is right on that.
1: Yeah, trust it. Why not? He might see it on a plane. Then you'll have no control, and you don't have to feel guilty. That's true. And then it's a tiny box. But then you do
0: cry more when you're on the plane. At least that's what oh, happens with me. Yes,
1: that's what For I've heard. Sure.
0: I've cried. I'm. I'd be curious to revisit some of the movies that I've sobbed my eyes out over. They did something. I plane. want to say
1: on like This American Life mm-hmm. about how people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such a relief when someone
0: else brings up a podcast episode of This American Life or Radio Lab. I'm putting my gum on this uh, Martha Stewart Living magazine. Oh, good. She would. Pre- it's I a don't good thing. <laughs> I don't need need to be uh, chewing gum during the podcast I guess is what I'm suggesting I don't know that that's a necessary (laughs) might be in fact a thing I shouldn't have ever why did I still have it in my mouth I don't know know,
1: but that's adorable I don't
0: know it was really tucked back there like I wasn't getting anything out of it so why (laughs) did I have it at all Um, do you still sing Mm -hmm. do you do the uh, improvised musical yeah Okay, just I guess I'm, I probably knew that, and I've just forgotten
1: because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, we just had our 19th anniversary last year. God, month. that's extra. May I say extraordinary. Thank you. May clearly. extraordinary. Don't like change. We must not like <laughs> change if we've been doing
0: it this long. Do you still? Um, this is a. Oh, I'm going to say it anyway. Go even ahead. Go it ahead. Fe- well, it feels like the kind of. Uh, it feels like a a James Lipton question, or B. Maybe like a uh, you know magazine interview like un- like a, a question that sort of comes from someone who is on the outside of improv, but I'm gonna say it anyway, which is like do you are you still surprised when you're doing an improvised musical so many years are you still su- cause does it still surprise you do you still get surprises, or does it feel like oh, we have these kind of muscles that we are exercising and it doesn't and 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 it doesn't like there aren't as many moments of being startled by like something that takes shape
1: um maybe less being startled in the shape (laughs) but you know there's always somebody will always say something funny and it'll shock you and make you laugh but we also have taken stuff on the off the table Mm, so mm, okay it's like, okay, we've done too many online dating shows that's off the table. Got and it. there has not been any more. Got it. Um, for a while, it's like too many office romances mm-hmm, off mm-hmm, the table. Mm-hmm. So we force ourselves mm-hmm. to not be repetitive.
0: yeah do you and do you feel like so that's the other thing is you get this mirror of society reflected back to you when you do a show like that where you're asking for something very specific versus like a like one word well, a pair weekend.
1: Or we asked. We asked for a title of a show, a musical that's never been produced, and somebody in the audience—the first person—shouted, "Donald Trump spleen."
0: So is. Spleen. And the whole
1: audience went. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> and like the person and I'm looking at the person taking the suggestion. He's like, "Is that what you want to do?" And the whole audience, except for the person who said it, was like, "No, we do not yeah. want to see that." Yeah, yeah. And so, and then he goes. Well, the problem is nobody else shouted anything out. And the audience is like every single person <laughs> shouted something out. Anything but that. Yeah, nobody wanted to see it. Yeah. What did you guys end up doing? Oh, gosh. I, I, think it it I think the first thing we heard was electric sunglasses.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah. I do like that. I'd like to see a musical
1: yeah. about electric sunglasses. That well, feels... I think Mark McConville started us off with something about Donald Trump's spleen. And it's like, all right, uh. we honored it. <laughs> We don't need that's to sing a, about that anymore. That's a classy
0: move. Yeah. it's a classy, classy move. We hear
1: you. Now we reject uh-huh. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so condescending. It's great. Yeah. It's very satisfying. Um, did you get
1: into improv when you were younger or was that something that came later? No. I mean, that's one of those things, again, where people now say like, oh, we have an improv section at my high school. I'm like, I, was there improv yeah. when I was in high school? Definitely. I mean, me too. Clearly, because the second city started in 1959, but it had not made it to Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah. So I started doing improv in college. Mm-hmm. Northwestern, that makes sense. Yeah. You're around the corner from the
0: Second City. Oh, sort yeah. of. That didn't even occur to me either. There you go. <laughs> it, had for, it had less to Less, less to, to, travel. to go, yeah. Um, uh, and so were you, ugh, why am I, I'm asking these like really James Liffity questions. That's really grossing me out. <laughs> let, me go, let me just lean into it. Were you funny when you were a teenager? Were you funny? Surely, were you a funny person when you were in here? Janet, <laughs> honestly, <laughs>
1: I thought I was hilarious. <laughs>
0: great, great. Yeah. Well, we've paneled six uh, former classmates. Could you Hi, come I've in here, here, please? We're going to find out if they thought you were funny. Hi. Um, and were you in theater as well as, as mm-hmm. choir?
1: Yeah. I did the. but that wasn't like a class like choir was. It was absolutely. Oh, school. it wasn't. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Um, I guess,
1: yeah. I don't remember there being actual acting class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that there was. Uh, yes, I loved it. I was all about it.
0: Yeah. What, you, what? 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 Uh, were you the kind of person that gets up on stage and feels like free in a different way, or were you more? And I'll give myself an example where I don't know that the transition from just me living as the person I am now and going to you know because some people are like I was so shy and then I got up on that stage and something happened. Versus me just kind of going like, I don't know, they feel interchangeable from my whole life, kind of.
1: I think I really like the freedom of being somebody who wasn't me, because I could be people who weren't shy and lame. Mm -hmm. So Um, you do feel you were shy and lame? uh, Well, if I didn't, the entire world conspired to make (laughs) me think that. Um, And I would get so nervous. Like, I remember... I was in a show and one of the things I had to do was like pick up a piece of cake and I looked at my hand and the piece of cake was just crumbling in my hand because I was shaking so oh. hard. And so stillness was always very hard for me. It's like if I'm in motion I'm doing great, mm-hmm. but the second I have to stand still, that's when I start shaking like I could never be a mime. <laughs> I could- would be a could terrible you please sound model more
0: regretful when you say that
1: i'm never gonna be a mom there it is. <laughs> we're gonna get you through this thank you i could thank never you. be a mime so far okay. i feel like the income i bring in is not affected by my lack of mime skills uh-huh. but i don't know what's gonna happen in the future i'll tell you what i i
0: hope i can make it to the next improvised musical show because i would love to yell out <laughs> i could never be
1: a mime
0: that feels like a no-brainer yeah. for an improvised musical. Yeah, and then That'd I just sit
1: on the edge of the stage and shake uh-huh. for forty-five <laughs> just minutes, shudder, just tremble. Um,
0: okay, so what? What uh, did you? How did you? Like, where did you fall in terms of you know? Oh, okay, well, we had to audition for the plays. Would you
1: get big roles? Would you get um, more supporting stuff? Did uh-huh. it fluctuate? I don't. I didn't really audition for plays and stuff until. I was a little bit further along in my high school progress, okay. but it was definitely so wh- weighted okay. towards the older people got the bigger parts. Yeah, yeah. So so what would the my after senior school year, thing be to
0: participate in something? Was you would it, have to audition.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. And then if you got gotcha. in, you'd get a part. But gotcha. like, you know, in 10th grade, I was in like the chorus and then senior year, I got to be a lead. Yeah. So, Were they typically musicals? We do like one musical a year and then place. Like, okay. Maybe, so I guess it was like three things a year.
0: And did you feel more drawn to because you already were saying, well, I mean, you were a music major. Did you, you, I assume that you leaned
1: harder into the musical side or no? Was it just uh, equal? Um, I really liked all of it. I, let me be clear, I did not finish college as a music major, but that's how I started. Yeah. Um, But I started taking voice lessons in like eighth grade. My high school was across the street from Westminster Choir College. Mm, So uh, I had a voice teacher there. So I started studying opera in like eighth or ninth grade. And it was always a big frustration to me that I did not have that Broadway voice. Mm -hmm. And my belt did really not come in until I was about 25 years old. So, you know, it's like I couldn't sing rock. I couldn't sing pop. I love everything that you
0: just said about your belt as if it was something that we all understand. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Well, you know, it's the difference between singing sweetly and singing like ethel merman Mm -hmm. or annie like Mm -hmm. that would be a belt when she when annie sings tomorrow yeah and that that did not develop for me till i was older Uh uh-huh so it was a bit of a frustration for me what
0: is the process of because i've never had any formal singing training not really i mean i've done like musical theater and stuff but what is the process that is intended to take you to the place where you're developing that I know that's I don't. There wasn't a process. It like, was just I think like, why, I, aren't you, why aren't you able to sing from your diaphragm loudly?
1: No, it's not a matter of loudly. I think oh. it's just like where my vocal cords had physically developed and what sounds I was able to get out of them. Yeah. Because I just didn't, it wasn't there. And then I did a musical for about, the same musical for about three years in Chicago. And through that process... It just came and I don't know if it's because I was working those same muscles every day yeah. or whatever it is. It's but really interesting. the voice I have now is not the voice I had when I was younger. That's
0: really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really strange. I wish I could just quickly play samples so that we could listen to and, and discuss. Well, when you asked me to bring um a picture and I went in my attic and I found my the cassette version Of my audition tape for college To be a music major Oh yeah And I was like I'm gonna bring this And Ah. I was like She probably doesn't have a tape player I don't Yeah That's what I assume Most people don't even have a DVD. player anymore I mean I have some cassettes floating
0: around I do have a CD player. Do you have a reel-to-reel? Because yeah, I also a- have the reel-to-reel really? tapes. Yes. Oh, my God. That's exciting. They might have melted in the attic. I don't know. But I do have it. And I guess... Yeah. Side note. Let's just quickly call out the fact that you have an attic. I'm very impressed. I mean, this is not a city of basements and attics. So
1: oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, if you like... I have,
0: like, technically a crawl space. But it's not any, It's It's nothing to...
1: Well, if you enjoy crossbeams with fiberglass insulation sticking out of it with That's no real attic. floor, yeah. I've got an attic that for you. That is an
0: attic. <laughs> At least there's a place to put stuff that you don't need access to all the time, I yes. guess. Yes. Is-
1: you yes. Know. And when my parents moved, I had to go to Princeton, get all my stuff from high school and bring it here. Yeah. So
0: I have all my stuff too. My parents had zero interest in holding on to so it. So how long are you going
1: to keep it? Like, do we need our yearbooks or do we not need our it's yearbooks? It's a
0: great question. And I listen to so many murder podcasts now that I'm constantly thinking about all the shit that someone's going to have to get rid of when i murdered. And oh,
1: I thought you were going to say, just in case someone from my high school murders anyone, <laughs> I want to
0: Much better when I'm tasked with solving this crime. Yes, yes. I'm gonna need all this evidence. That's so much better and more optimistic. Might I add? Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start thinking of it that way. Please do. I'm going to start thinking of it that way. Please do. I'm going to start writing little footnotes on every page of every person I can remember to try to remember what social
1: dynamics they had with everyone else. I'm Detective Varney. Uh, <laughs> I have a high school yearbook photo and a clue.
0: I mean, she looks happy (laughs) in that math magical. That's not a thing at all. But like, you know, on the pep club, she had spirit. Yeah. I I love the idea of solving (laughs) crimes via your yearbooks. That is much better than what I was saying, which, of course, is yes, is like what. Because I've been thinking about that lately as well with the sort of like more like mortality crisis of, I have all these old journals that I kept. Oh, yes. And then yes. it's like, what am I going to, What who gets, and then how weird. And then, you're, then someone else has to worry about that. Like, oh, should I save these journals? It's not like I have kids for someone to pass them out to, nor would I want my children to read what I was writing when I was on acid in high school. So, so you know, good. like what... What am I doing, you know? And I don't, and I feel like I don't keep as much as some people do. I have like two crates. One of them has, you know, photo albums and some photos that I'm I'm sure never digitally scan. And then, you know, some like a handful of like report cards or whatever. And then the other one has, you know, more just kind of like, yeah, yearbooks and then journals, kind of the books of right. it all. That's not very much, but it's
1: still, it's kind of a lot to. I'm going to put a note in my well that's like anything marked letters. Yeah burn
0: yeah because it's like
1: i i found all my letters at my parents house and was like i'm going to read through these and see about my life well there were two big boxes and half a box in i was like this is a waste of my time (laughs) and one of the most depressing things i've ever done oh yeah because it wasn't the letters i wrote it was the letters i got right 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 and so like hearing about other people's drama but then like oh for her to say this to me i must have been a pill Uh i must have been a pain in the ass (laughs) but i have no letter evidence but it's like what i'm inferring is not good yeah and so i (laughs) said i'm done and just said if i die burn this You you don't even have to look twice at it
0: yeah but I you won't.
1: didn't bur- yeah but you didn't <laughs> but you didn't
0: burn them yeah that's the other thing is i have that i have a thing you know i feel like i have a bunch of stuff that like listen i can shred i got a shredder i can shred some financial documents like to keep up with now since i've had the shredder but like what am i gonna do go through
1: shred stuff what I'm am gonna i gonna go do? to, go to one, one of those, those big burn big them in a trucks, trucks. oh can, yeah one of those that. shred trucks yeah Cause I have so much shredding. I could shred for days. I have just a big bonfire
0: <laughs> I have to pitch a tent outside the shred truck.
1: I've literally overheated my shredder twice in the past two weeks. God, there's so much to shred. Yeah.
0: Now here's an idea that just came to me as we were talking about this. And I'm not talking about like the, you know, the, the depressing ones, but I am thinking like, it would be fun. I also have far fewer than you do. So I don't have as much to go through. Like it's, it's a densely packed box but I feel like I could conceivably get through a lot of it, like fairly quickly with some skims. But the people that I'm still in touch with, they might, Get a big kick out of me Sending them the letter That like I would love it If a high school girlfriend Of mine was like I did like, that You know what I mean With okay. the people that I knew okay. I, that's, I did that I like that Because then they It's their problem Right But also like It's more novel Because you're like It, it is always interesting When you're like I don't even remember Writing this It's a little right. scary Because you realize You can't save every memory And have it accessible At every moment Unless you're yeah. Mary Lou Henner But um, I mailed out just, a lot of stuff Yeah To just do that That's actually kind of An interesting idea
1: Yeah It was good And then some That I found that I was like, this person's going to want this, but I haven't seen her in 800 years. Yeah. I tried to find some people and it didn't quite work out. And then I found like some band stuff. But the person that I knew very well in the band, I couldn't, he had too common a name and I couldn't find him. So I ended up sending it to the bandmate and then... The original guy like <laughs> sent me a Facebook message like, so oh, I found you and you sent all that stuff to my bandmate. And I'm like, no. well, if you didn't have a common name, yeah. you would have gotten to have yeah. the box of crap that I sent. Right, right.
0: God, that's th- then I just got a new idea of just sending um, just like randomly picking someone in a phone book and then just sending them some old correspondence and and, oh. ma- and then they're forced to try to figure out what the significance is. <laughs>
1: Or like, find someone is. in a phone book and forge letters from them from middle school. <laughs> oh my God,
0: I didn't know I was so weird in middle school, but I, <laughs> I wrote all this. That's great. Yeah. God, we are really figuring out some great ways to fuck with people in lieu of shredding. Exactly. In lieu of shredding, let's get right into the mental acrobatics of like exactly. just crushing people's souls. Um, were you a journal keeper? Did you keep journals or diaries? I did not. No. And I don't know what's different between a journal and a diary. I guess like a diary sounds earlier. I think boys girly-er. keep journals I mean, and I girls had, keep diaries. Well, I feel like it kept journals and diaries. Well, see, this I, is you why know what I would men say? and women love you. Here's what I was going to say. Don't think that didn't
1: <laughs> t- tuck into
0: a place for when I'm sad. Uh, I feel that it's... I'm realizing right now as we speak that I consider the size to be... Uh, to connote which one is which. So when I'm thinking that I kept diaries, those are small books. Okay. And then the journals are like, you know, the eight and a half by 11, like they're books
1: that, yeah, know, one of them I think even says journal across. Yeah, it. I'm with you. So I
0: think that I've realized for me, it's a size situation.
1: And a diary has a lock and a journal does not. Oh, if
0: that's true, then I have only one diary.
1: Wow. Well, because I only had one, optional. one that had a lock,
0: which is an adorable device. Did you? And so you kept diaries? No, I didn't. you did not? You did not. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I think I had like one diary that somebody gave me as a birthday present, and I think I still have it unwritten (laughs) somewhere.
0: (laughs) There's never a better time to start than the present. (sighs) Keep that lock around your... Keep that little key around your neck. Keep that piece of tin... That does not really serve as a protection for yeah, your inner Yeah, a pair of scissors could
1: cut this lock off. <laughs> That's right. And not even the lock. Just snip the little Just band little that goes scissors. across.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, did you, and did you like write poetry
1: or do oh, write Oh, yes. That kind of stuff? There's so much bad poetry oh, on offer. Yeah. I had a lot of feelings and I wrote them down with big vocabulary words. Yeah. Do you um, have any of those still? Well, in the move, I found it was like some project we had to do for English where it was like poems and pictures. And I'd done this big photo shoot by the lake with my guitar. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And I so I'm looking at this and like I handed it in and um, the poems are all lame and the pictures are terrible. And I just remember being so proud of it. Mm -hmm. And it's It's so weird looking back at this stuff because it's not just like, oh, I've come so far now and so this seems so jejun to me, but also the styles, like what was so cool then and being new to putting on makeup and not being as good at it. And then the style of makeup you would wear is very different. So it's just, yeah, I got rid of almost all of those pictures (laughs) and poems.
0: Did you, were you writing songs then as well as poems?
1: Yeah, I I was writing some songs. When you were in high school? When I was in high school. When did you start playing the guitar? Uh, I want to say like 10th grade Mm -hmm. and I wrote some songs um, but I was never like I didn't go out and play the songs anywhere. You weren't busking. Yeah my big claim to fame was that I wrote the lyrics for a Blues Traveler song which I don't think was ever recorded because at that time they wouldn't publish any songs that were not written exclusively by the band but that was like oh okay I've done one thing. Well, wait, wait, yeah. What? How? What? How did that happen? I went to high Remember, I said I went to high school. Oh yeah, yeah, All of Blues oh, Traveler came out of my high school. Very cool. Yeah. So, like, um, they used to be called Blues Band. I have all their early cassettes. Yeah. And so, you know, they'd play like school dances, and that's great. That kind of thing. Um, you said it like Blues Traveler,
0: opposed to where I would say Blues Traveler. And I'm realizing, first of all, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it seemed like you put the emphasis on traveler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if they used to be called something else and the blues stayed the same, it would make sense that you would put emphasis on the traveler. Whereas, like, somebody who'd never heard of them before would maybe say blues traveler, but that never occurred to me, it. but you're
1: totally right. Do you know what I
0: mean? God, we're really, these, some of the biggest mysteries <laughs> <laughs> heretofore not even known to me, they are were unknown unknowns. I'm now realizing are being solved yeah. in the moment. This is happening so quickly. Um, Whatever
1: I can do. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And now what about dating? Were you... Not cool. Okay. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I definitely had crushes on boys. My impression of me in high school was that people kind of... I feel like maybe people thought I was a joke or like super lame. Um, It's interesting because before the podcast, I was like, you know, I have a lot of like shame and weird feelings about being a kid and then I was like trying to analyze it I was like what do you have to be embarrassed of yeah and you know not really I mean anything I did that was stupid I'm sure any young kid does because we're stupid when we're younger right but it definitely like I have a lot of enthusiasm and joy and Mm. some people as an adult think that's fake but as a kid think it's weird yeah and I didn't have a handle on how weird people thought it was. I didn't know how to tamp it down, so um I think that that sort of crossed over into and the popular people the popular girls played sports okay, yeah, and I was yeah. not I had a lazy eye and had no depth of perception.
0: you had a lazy eye yeah. did you have to wear glasses?
1: when I was a kid, I would have to read with like a patch mm-hmm, over one eye mm-hmm. and I did not have glasses. And then, but I didn't have surgery till I was like full on adult because yeah. uh, I had gone to an audition. My agent called me and said, they said, you were great and your eye is crazy. You need to get surgery as soon as possible.
0: Wow. So, yeah. but, but see, that's interesting because it. What am I trying to say? It, another person might not even pursue things that would put them in the public eye in, the way, in that way to where you would even be at an audition. You wouldn't let yourself go to an audition if you were so self-conscious about it. So I think that's kind of amazing that you pushed past something that, you know, well, I don't know.
1: It didn't, it didn't happen all the time. Okay, and it was okay. getting worse as I got older. Uh-huh. So like when I was really tired, it would happen. Um, but the stuff like double vision and and stuff didn't happen until I got older. So it definitely developed.
0: Can I be honest with you? This is speaking of coming from a person of privilege. And by the way, I had like crazy pumpkin teeth with like giant gaps between them and my braces and like that solved that. And I did have to wear glasses and, you know, I didn't start wearing contacts until I was. I mean, it must have been college, I guess. Certainly Mm -hmm. I didn't wear contacts in high school, but. But I also like didn't I didn't have to wear my glasses all the time. I probably should have worn my glasses all the time, but I was nearsighted, so it was like any any time in class I had to. Right, write but a you movie, can get, get by out yeah. on the go. Yeah, um, but uh, but I always thought people with lazy eyes were so cute. Aww. I mean, I know that sounds like oh, wasn't that cute? But in terms of a a, a facial thing that's different than other people that was one where I I found it like I found everyone who had a lazy eye adorable and not in a condescending way I was just, I just thought it was really sweet there's something sweet about it. there's something very vulnerable about it I think that that's a it's a protective it's a feeling of like you're adorable oh but I, that's, there's no way to say that without it sounding condescending, I think. But well, it's, I have a I special place
1: in my heart for lazy-eyed people. Yeah,
0: I think. I mean, I don't know why that. I, it just. I realized it as you were discussing it. I was like, there's something about that. There's like, it, it, and who can control anything that they have going on with them? But for some reason, that's one where.
1: Well, maybe like, maybe that's how lazy eyes are viewed now,
0: and that's I can't great. Believe how much angry? I'm probably get so many angry emails from people who are like. Say lazy
1: eyes are cute. Well, you know asshole. what? As somebody who had one and honestly still has one a little bit, if I get too tired, I I find it flattering and very nice. So, okay. all you lazy eye people out there, you could take it however you want, but Great. I think it's kind. Okay. Hmm. I'm
0: doub- I'm very feeling. Like I have
1: self doubt right now, but I don't have self doubt. I was forward. flattered by
0: what you said. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. So, and and so you had you had the enthusiasm, you had the buoyancy, you had this you had the skill to be in the choir and to be doing those things um and the cool girls did sports i totally get that but i
1: also wasn't cute like i mean i mean you know i'm i'm i looked very young yeah till uh forever yeah and uh i just you know i was like i wasn't pretty like those other girls yeah you know, what was considered pretty at that time is very different than what's considered pretty now as well. And you would have to fit into this mold. And I had hair that did whatever it wanted. And as you can see from the picture, I made the brilliant choice in ninth grade to get half of my hair permed. Uh (laughs) So I had a bob and with a side part and the shorter side was straight. Yeah. And the other side was permed.
0: I mean, that's, and everyone listening now is like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I at like, the time it thought it was like, so cool. Yeah.
1: But like you think back on these choices mm. that you made that, again, still thought I was cool. Right. I thought the choices were cool. Not considered probably cool by anyone but me. Right. Right. <laughs> and it was the preppiest town in America, yeah. in my opinion. And so, you know, I wasn't from there originally. And it's very, um, it's the, the preppiest place I have ever imagined or known mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. because my family had not been in Princeton forever yeah and because we were Jewish which was there were not very many Jewish people there um I always felt like I was outside I always felt like I was trying to catch up with what everybody who was naturally preppy and was invited to dancing school because they had older brothers and sisters and they were Princeton families. Mm-hmm. So all my peers are going to dancing school in their white gloves and I'm like the little Jewish girl at home, like not invited. Yeah. Because I'm not old Princeton. Ugh, old Princeton. And so I definitely always felt like I was on the outs and like a little sloppier than everybody and just not cool. Yeah. <laughs> But then you
0: still did like you wrote your poetry and you went and you did your photo shoot with your guitar,
1: right? But that it's was charming. for school.
0: That was homework. <laughs> <laughs> like you really nerded it up by yeah. by making it about homework. Yeah, I, I guess I'll accept it. Yeah, um, Julie, I want to get into this smash game with you. Uh, right. I want to. I mean, I have some different categories in mind. I'm trying to think about where I'd like to start with you. I guess I'll start with an unsurprising beginning, which would be uh, give me three roles and musicals from those you know the roles would be from these musicals that for one reason or another the chances that you will be performing that role are slim whether it's age gender no one does this musical anymore for whatever reason but that it would be really fun to in this alternate universe get to do without you know there's no rules
1: uh, well, the first thing I would have to say is Mary Poppins, because when I was younger, I always wanted them to make a stage musical of it, and then they didn't till I was much too old to be Mary Poppins. Yeah. So that was my dream. I was in love with Julie Andrews. Yeah, no kidding. Oh God. Um, what else? Oh, well, I'd like to be Ethel Merman and Gypsy. Great, great, great. And then, you know, any of those big belters, like, oh, <laughs> uh, Alphaba. Uh, Oh, okay. Which, yep, yep, you know, yep. so I dream of being Nicole Parker a little bit. Great, great, great.
0: Great, great, great. Okay. Um, okay, great. Next category is let's do three places in fiction, mo- not movies because we're going to do jumping into movies, but three, um, uh, like, but it's. I mean, it could be still like a magical world like Lord of the Rings or something, but three places you would have a vacation home that are not real or grounded. Now, that could include our moon it could include venus it could include under the water but it can't include like ontario um <laughs> three places you would have a vacation home places of that are
1: not real that's the most clunky i've ever been with that no i'm i'm gosh i'm really scanning my brain for not i mean i think everybody would like to be hogwarts adjacent yeah. and also be a witch
0: yeah great okay i'm going to put that in there
1: um Don't, I read so much that's not- Very grounded, Very yeah. grounded. So it's hard for me to think. I mean, it might be cool to be a part of- Of I read a lot of the Black Stallion books mm-hmm. when I was younger. Like, that yeah. was my sport, as I did horseback riding.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. So
1: um, it was not, you know, a school sport, but that yeah. was the one thing I did. And so when I was a kid, and this is pre-high school, of course, but I think I read of, like, at the time, there were maybe- 30 Black Stallion books. I think I read like 28 of them and Uh it was only because I couldn't get my hands on those other two.
0: How unfinished you must feel
1: knowing that those two books are floating out there somewhere. Much as a scholar can tell you the lineage (laughs) of the Greek gods, I could tell you the Black Stallion's lineage. I didn't even know there was more than one book. Well, horses don't live forever. I mean... His daughter, Minx, was a harness racer. wow. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of books.
0: The Black Stallion, I've never read the book, and I remember a movie in which I feel there was, like, a young boy on an island. Okay, all right. Yeah. I feel embarrassed that I don't...
1: No, don't feel bad, but, like, I... The two things that I love... Okay, I'm gonna put Black Stallion, World... Like I love horses, but I also love things where people survive. Mm-hmm. Like when Survivor started, I was like, I'm going to see these people I have to yeah. live with nothing. Yes, and I think Black Stallion's a good combo of yeah. Survivor and horses. Oh well,
0: yeah, it's uh,
1: the perfect combo. Yeah,
0: you've nailed it. Okay, so I have Hogwarts adjacent. I have uh, the world of the Black Stallion. Listen, I'm going to let you pick a real place too, if you want to. If
1: you're like if that, it I need to be like Hawaii. I'll yeah, take, hope, I'll I'm going to put Hawaii. I'm sure there are books written there
0: i think you're probably right i think so i think that's a safe bet um okay next category is uh now this is an opportunity for you to capitalize and um reap the rewards of any high school crushes on celebrities that you might have had it could be something current it can be but this is three alternate universe like you know romance times uh with a person um and it can be you know robert redford from butch sundance butch, butch, butch sundance which Sundance. Oh, I love the him. sequel He's to great. Cassidy and the Sundance kid. They just decided to make it. It's a much shorter movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and they get married. Uh, it could be, <laughs> it can be, uh, you know, it can be someone from like different eras and ages three, but some,
1: but three people that I was enamored mm-hmm. with in high school
0: or, but it doesn't have to be from high school. I'm saying like, you can, you can draw from that and make it Michael J. Fox circa 1985. I'm not oh, saying that you love, but, so but it could also be like, you know, well, a big uh, high school crush
1: for me, okay but it could be a current person too you know what i mean all if right you well love, he's still you alive love, you know okay but i had a very big crush on boy george i love it i don't know that i knew yeah yeah what was going on with him i don't know that i knew <clears throat> yeah that people were gay i mean I must have known but as it as it, when i f- got older i was like oh yeah you were way off on yeah. that yeah <laughs> I totally
0: get it I was very drawn To gay guys No question about it Oh
1: remember Do you remember When Boy George Was on the cover Of People magazine Yeah Yeah His beautiful 80s makeup Oh so good Yeah And I really remember That because it was In one of the Classrooms I had It was like They they had put up On the wall A lot of like Pictures and Where I sat I could see Boy George And his People cover (laughs) And I was just like, oh, he's so dreamy.
0: It's so great. So great. Oh, I'm very excited that Boy George is on this list. Oh. I don't know how you're going to top that. But you,
1: the good news is you don't have to. Well, just let Elvis me know. Costello was oh, another great, huge great. high school crush. Great. And then I'm going to say John Taylor from Duran Duran. Great. who was also great. extremely cute. And, yeah. you know, let's go out at the new he moon on the, Monday. Yeah,
0: he was definitely... He was the... I remember... I had this thing, I've talked about this on the podcast before. In fact, I remember talking about it with Connie Chung because uh, we we're, were talking about her favorite monkey. And that's <laughs> when I realized that I, so just that's a, it's a nice callback to a standard of mine, which was pick the one that you still like, but that you feel you would have a bigger shot with because <laughs> John, John and Simon were out of my league. That's every, I would have to compete with everyone for John right. and Simon. So I like Nick.
1: I totally get it. You know, <laughs> I totally get it. But now I think you've got a great shot with both Simon and... <laughs> <laughs> it's all come around again. Yes. It's come back around and it's all coming up, Varney. There's going to be a great. Hollywood Bowl reunion show next year. Oh, that my I God. I you were going to have to I get to get on. there.
0: I saw Duran play at Outside Lands. Uh, I guess it was last year. Not this last August, but the year before. I can't remember. But he definitely was wearing like like a white suit like it like a like an extreme outfit that um I can't I might have even I talked about it I wish I could remember what he was wearing but I do remember being like, boy, you're really still, like, you're going for it. Not in the, you don't, he didn't, he wasn't dressed like he used to dress. It was like a whole new kind of, like, extreme, sort of, that looks uncomfortable. Like, it was oh. really, it was a real look. God, I, I'm gonna have to look back and see um, what it was. that It really struck me. And I don't know if it was, like, white leather. I don't know. There's some, the, something going on. Were the on. ladies still going nuts, though? Were they? Well, it's tough, because Outside Lands is pretty hip, so it probably was more... Internal. (laughs) No one can show their feelings. I love them so much. Don't say anything. i was gonna go with. I was gonna go with. I think there are a large amount of young people there who did not like them the first time around because they were not alive. So it's a little. It was. It's less like when you see, like for example, seeing like Huey Lewis in the news at, at like a vineyard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That is where like the ladies, maybe the older ladies, like I'm speaking to from my generation because I did love Huey Lewis as a child. I was pretty sure he looked right at me when I was saw him like in a giant stadium with my dad. I and I was looking at, him, really, I looking at him. I am the neutral. Looking at him through binoculars. I was like, I think he just made eye contact uh. with me, <laughs> with my binoculars. I know exactly how oh, that feels. Oh my God. Uh, just to want to feel special, yeah. you know, just to want to feel seen Have and to that feel moment special. Of contact. Absolutely. Okay, this is a little... Different than um than your vacation home. This is like yes, three movies that you can uh, jump into, interact with the characters. Um, it's uh, it, it's not that you're reliving the plot or that you are one of the characters. It's just like oh, I can just be in this world and like hang out with these people. And it can be you know, it's an again, it doesn't have to be like a Hogwarts situation. It could just it could be like a Jade Austin type situation. I totally get it. Um,
1: is Funny Face the one where they have that song where they go think pink? Yes, yes. Yes. i'm gonna say that one because i uh, want to i want to be in the think pink offices that uh that's a very special
0: musical and it is one of those great examples of like oh shit got weird in yes. musical and movies in the 60s and like, like the
1: highly inappropriate, inappropriate age difference
0: yes and just who cares doesn't matter Whatever. these are the two most famous people in the world right now let's they're together right guess what they're
1: together but all those 60s movies, like How to Succeed in Business yeah. Without Really Trying, like the stylized color and design yeah. Yeah. of those it's movies pretty fantastic. blows me away. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Funny Face is a great one. Um, mm. Two more. Oh, goodness. Um, well, see, <laughs> if I say The Descendants, then that's just Hawaii again. It's fair. It's all I want to do it's, is, it's, is go it's to Hawaii. It's increasing
0: your chances. I have no problem with it whatsoever. All right.
1: And, uh... What other movie? Well, I mean, kind of that stylized New York of the Woody Allen movies. Yes, yeah, totally. where there's no bad part of town that's right.
0: That's right. There's everyone always lives on
1: the upper east or west side, right? And Every you all have beautiful. a beautiful park. yeah, that's there's great. always enough money for a meal in a restaurant that is clearly very expensive. Yes,
0: you're highly educated. You can just like speak about Kierkegaard off the cuff and Somehow, everyone else around you also can.
1: Yeah. And there's always jazz in the background. Yes. Okay. Just finalize. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, great.
0: Okay. Next category is three foods or it could be drinks. Um, but things that in this reality aren't great for you, they make you fat. They, whatever. By the way, not that there's anything wrong with being fat. There is in my profession, and it makes me sick. Uh, for me, for me. Listen, I'm just doubling back a million times over on this because I, I just don't I, I, this is a side note but like I could deal with I, I I do feel like I'm ready for less fat shaming. I'm just ready for it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, that's been an issue for many 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 years. Um and so I whenever I do this uh this particular category, I always think like, "Oh, I don't want anyone to think anyone who is, you know, who is happy and overweight or the weight that they're meant to be, which could be to someone, it could be someone else's underweight, could be someone else's overweight. I don't know. It's all so internal. Um, it, you know, I, if you I, eat I, enough I special yeah. K, you're going to get fat. So it's really exactly. more about. It's it's what's it's, good it's for about you and whole, what's not it's good about an, you. And your and your whole relationship to your body and your soul and yeah. your mind and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so this is uh, but in this universe that we're creating here, uh you can have something in perpetuity that you might be allergic to, it might be bad for you for one reason or another. You can have it at the snap of your finger. And it could also be like something if you have a specific rare thing that's like my grandma's brownies or something uh, like that. It can also yeah. have that element if you want. So three things from that from that kind of category. Uh,
1: pizza. Great. With so many delicious things, including pepperoni, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: um, because I barely ever eat that anymore. Yeah, French fries, great. Um, Do a lot of people say French fries?
0: These are listen. These are perennial classics, and I they are they are for me too. Typically, things that you know when I was a teenager, I could just eat without thinking twice about it, and now it's like a whole thing.
1: (laughs) Now it's a a A real decision. Let's talk about the salt. Yeah, Uh, and then I think. Hot dogs, maybe. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay,
0: great. Hot dogs. That's how the game is played, my friend. Very good. Okay, next category is um, let's do three uh, people that you can trade lives with them for a day. You sort of, you know, you do a little Freaky Friday and you get to just
1: see what's a day in the life of blank. Someone living or dead, doesn't matter. My first thought is I can't think of a person but I'm like who's the most confident person I know? Mm. Because I I look at people who are really confident and I wonder what's going on in their head that allows them to be that confident. Yeah, I really like get that. as much as I would not like to be our president, I feel like his sense of how great he is is so large. Totally. That it's a, he must just well clearly he's a very different brain than me. Yeah. Um but I say and it's people I know or people I don't know doesn't have to be it could be either way oh my goodness I mean I would say
0: like I don't disagree with you I have a I have a I have a real uh, I don't want to say fascination because it gives him too much credit but like a horrified fascination with that kind of pathological confidence yeah. enough so that there is part of me that's like yeah I want to be in that brain for a day I need to like I want to know well, their reality what the fuck is, is totally that like? different than ours. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I get it, big time. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like who seems like the most comp- like George Clooney probably That's doesn't worry about himself That's too a great much.
0: One. I would love to step into those shoes for a day. Absolutely.
1: Uh, who else? I would like to. If everyone would listen to me, I would like to step into. The shoes of a person of color mm-hmm. and full on live that experience, and then be like, "You guys, yeah, here's everything." Yeah, because yeah, yeah. all I can do is like empathize and learn, but I'm never but really never, gonna never know. have that experience. But what I would really like is everyone, yeah, to have to step into the shoes yeah, of somebody yeah, yeah. of color. Okay,
0: I'm gonna put that in there. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. And then probably somebody like. Warren Buffett, who just has so much money that his worries are have no relation to my worries where you're like, oh, I want to go to Hawaii for lunch. Great. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Agreed. These are great. These are all great. Oh, good. Uh, Approval. 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 I feel good. Approval. Um, Okay. Next category is uh, let's do three. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to go. Now I'm going to go like in a weird sideways but similar way, three animals that you can inhabit for a day?
1: Oh, a dog. Right. Just again, so I can know what the heck is going on in my dog's head. Yes, agreed. Um, I think it would be really great to be a horse. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, of course. For you, come on, you gotta get. In but there. I mean, everything you look at's food for the most part when you're outside. <laughs> That's true. Like I would go on trail rides and be like, "This ah. is like me walking through a world of chocolate, <laughs> where there's chocolate on the ground and there's chocolate ah. on the trees and there's chocolate, like yeah, everything Good is food. Good call. And then, um, like a, a hawk, because mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. fly yeah. and. uh, see what it's like to be a predator
0: yeah right, <laughs> right. you and I both secretly wish we could be uh, psych- like psychopaths for a day just for a day just for a day just to know I'm what's gonna going gonna on in anybody. there I'm not saying every psychopath is gonna harm anyone it would just be amazing to right. just feel an absence of something yeah. just well, to you feel, don't feel want an anybody coming of back with your yearbook yeah. looking for you yeah <laughs> I prefer not. Yeah, I prefer not. Okay, and then final category uh, is let's do three skills that you wake up with tomorrow. Um, uh, that you've downloaded matrix style. You
1: didn't learn them. It's just they're in there now. Understanding technology without yeah. so much Googling and Surus. Yeah. Um, and being able to speak more than English. Great. Multilingual. Got it. And. Again, I don't know why I'm like, always like, I got to understand other people, but being an athlete and being, mm-hmm. not being the last kid in the running race. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are all great.
0: You just want to get a larger scope of the world. I really I think do. that's so wonderful. Because I
1: think that's the only way we're all going to come together. Couldn't
0: agree more. Could not agree more. This is brilliant. Okay. Uh, you know, Mash, I got to do a little yeah, squiggle yeah, yeah. and then I'll, you, so I'm just going to start it and you just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do a little calculating. I love it. Come back. We'll see him as no uh, time has passed to you guys and uh, I will reveal your 100% guaranteed mash future. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to reveal your future. I feel very oh, good about it. I'm so excited. Number one, Minister. First of all, I want to say uh, thank you so much for fixing my computer. I don't know where you got all of those uh, <sighs> tech savvy skills, but you just know how shit
1: works. Yeah, and now my life has ninety percent less panic Second in it. Second
0: nature to you. And, thank you. And a panic-free life, at least as, uh, where technology is concerned. I'm very, very impressed with that. I'm thrilled. Um, I, I, I would assume that um, you've only been less worried about things. Uh, than the, the day that you were Warren Buffett.
1: Oh, well, that again, less worries, more money, less, less worries. Less worries, more money,
0: nothing wrong with that, at least for a day. Uh, I want to congratulate you on uh, your upcoming run uh, as Alphaba. Um, <gasps> Thank you. Everyone's talking about your belt. I can vocally handle it, you and my voice does not get tired. <laughs> I also uh, have no ability to like. I was in bands, and it would be like, okay, I have like eight songs in me, and then I uh, won't have a voice anymore. Yeah. So I certainly could have used more instruction. <laughs> um, I want to congratulate you on... Now, listen, I don't really know how this is going to work out, because of course, mansion, apartment, shack, and house is built into the game. You're in the world of Black Stallion. I don't know where this apartment is, but I don't know if it's like on the island well, it's or... probably on the opposite side different... from where I'm... <laughs> uh I shipwrecked
1: see. i see i see i see yeah. so
0: good news there is an apartment complex there and whether or not you're the only tenant uh,
1: well, i will spend the day building fires on the beach it's great and the night sleeping in air conditioning with my horse <laughs> <It's
0: great. laughs> uh yeah i should mention it's a large uh, horse size apartment um uh, i want to congratulate you on your uh your ability also to go on basically also go on vacation inside funny face oh I think it's kind of magical and fabulous
1: it's a technicolor
0: world it's a technicolor world. i want you to think pink
1: oh, i'm just asking that you pink.
0: think pink uh i want to you know who's going to enjoy you thinking pink is your alternate universe husband boy
1: george <gasps> oh finally <laughs> my ninth grade dreams are coming true <laughs> We aim to please. We share hats. Uh, you do
0: share hats. <laughs> and he braids your hair. Um, and I lastly want to say, whether you are yourself or living your day in the brain of your dog, oh, I want Finally. you to enjoy the hill out of some unlimited
1: pizza. Oh, I'm going to get answers from the dog. You're going to be so, so well-sated.
0: It's going to be great. Um, Julie, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's uh, such a pleasure. This for me has been a long time coming. I just belched. There's nothing I can do about it. It already happened. It's not like I'm going to go she back and it edit that did it in a out. very
1: ladylike way.
0: Oh, it just slipped right out with a whisper. <laughs> just a whisper. Um, p- where can people find you? What would you like people to know about, uh, if
1: anything, uh, this this is your moment. Oh. The floor is yours. Uh, I'm on Twitter. At Julie Cowan, and every Friday night at iOS in Hollywood, I am in opening night. The Improvised Musical. Come check it out, and please do me a favor if you get there before I do. Shout out! I could never be a mime. Please, I'll be waiting. That's, I'll know who, who you are find. when yeah, you shout it. Yeah, I was going to say
0: this is, gonna, this is the challenge to find out what my LA scope is. Could we get someone to do that? That would make me so happy. Um, thanks again, Julie. Thanks, Janice. Yes. I'll talk to you. Thanks, next everybody. Time.